What's up, everyone? Um, Welcome back to the PDR Coach Podcast. Today's podcast is going to be a little bit different. Same type of format, interview format for this one, except I am going to be the one that was interviewed. Um, Ryan Shutt invited me onto his Dent Digest Live program. You guys can check that out if you haven't. Really great content on there as well. Um, He goes live on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, I believe. So you could follow him on social media, Facebook and Instagram, at RPS Dent Specialist and um, Ryan Shutt um, on Facebook, I believe. So he every Thursday he goes live. Um, a lot of you have reached out to me over the last several weeks and months and asked me kind of what I'm doing, um, interested in coaching program and kind of have questions about like my story and what I'm doing with my program and coaching and things like that. So a lot of those questions were asked in here and I give a lot of those answers. So if that's something you've been curious about, give it a listen and enjoy. What is the biggest problem affecting your PDR business? What is the one thing holding you back from taking the next step? What do you need to change to get the business growth you want? All these questions have the same answer. It's your mindset. My name is Corey Kleinfeld, and this is the PDR Coach Podcast, where I coach you on mindset around yourself and your PDR business. Now let's get started. bring on my guest. Um, I've been watching his stuff on social media for a little while and I liked how positive he was and wanted to get him on, you know, um, he started his own new little podcast. So I want to try to get him forward and get him introduced and, and get him out there. So let's bring him on. What's up, Corey? What's up, Ryan? How's it going, how man? Are you? Uh, you know, Great. another Thursday. Yeah. You know? Thursday, right? That's the day. Yeah. It is. That's pretty crazy, right? I, I I look at my Facebook and I'm like, is it is it the only way I remember this show, which is terrible to say, is I put an alert on my phone in the morning mm-hmm. so I know that it's Thursday. And yes, I'm still sitting at home in the quarantine. We're still closed. I'm hoping to get back to work here in the next week or so. So we're we're making it through. Um Absolutely. So I did get a package in the mail and I I was waiting for it for a little while, got a couple things, but one item that I did get was I was super excited was the Glexco hail kit. And I don't know if you guys don't know much about this. It comes with a bunch of different tabs. And what the tabs are, they're much smaller. They're for the hail. And it's a much smaller tab than they usually sell with their kit. Um, two different sized rounds. So you got two different sizes here, a smaller and a larger. And then the one I was really excited about is this little crease tab. So I'm excited to use that. The other thing it came with is two different types of glue. And what they've come out with is their standard glue, which is the white. And then the red package is their hot weather glue. Certainly for you guys that are in California with the hot weather. I have have the hot weather glue and it's, it's impressive. And even if it's cold, what I will do is I'll torch it. I'll torch the panel and torch the glue and knead it up like a lot of the other cold glues. Yeah. And then it's hot and it, it pulls. It's it's crazy. Like little little hail dents. They got to be on the softer side, obviously. But it's impressive how much metal that cold glue can move. I talked to my buddy uh, Bjorn from Belgium, and and he was he was telling me at MT this year. He goes, I've been using glue 
where they glue the tab into the slide hammer, into the head of the slide hammer, a standard smooth tab, and put a little bit of Glexco on there. And they were using that. He goes, I rarely have glued. You know, they're fixing some decent sized stuff there. So I don't know. You know, those guys overseas seem to uh, always come up with the new ideas, you know, the new <laughs> stuff. It's, it's crazy. So uh, let's get into you a little bit. Um, you know, like I said to everybody, I said uh, you started your podcast, which mm-hmm. is exciting. I was just telling you before we came on that I spoke to Ray Sapnew, and he said he was listening to it while he was working. So that's good nice. to hear. What's the name of the podcast? Um, it's called the PDR Coach. And you've started another program, which you're kind of coaching some of these guys. Let's let's hold off on that. Let's get into your story a little bit. How how long have you been pushing? Um, I've been pushing for close to 15 years. Not all of that has been full time. So to go back in the story, my dad was one of the original dent pro franchises out in that started in the Bay area of California, um, back in 1991. And I was, I was five when he started. Um, and so he, he bought into that franchise. Obviously the training was almost non-existent. It was basically, you know, white PVC pipe or, or a wooden a wooden uh, base with a yellow board on it uh, couldn't turn it or anything, and they were they were finding ways to make it happen. Um, but as far as when I started pushing, it was probably like 14, 15 years old, and that was like high school summers. And my dad's you know looking out for my best interest and having me not go out and you know make some trouble um, riding my bikes around the neighborhood and things like that. So he's like, "Come to work with me." And I'm hey. just like, "I don't want to go. I don't want to go fix, fix dents on a like, high school summer. Like that's the last thing I want to do." But I did it, obviously, because he made me, and I'm glad he did. Um, but we'd go to, like, a, a Hertz rental car place, basically, and they'd have, like, 25 cars, and he'd put me on one dent, and uh, I'd work on it all day, five, four hours, five <laughs> hours, you know, just – I mean, I can't imagine what they look like now, but not good. We, we've it's all been there. Yeah. We've all done it, dude. Just the first day. And then so he'd fix the 15, 20 other cars, come behind me, fix up mine a little bit. It was a post rental place. So the quality didn't have to be, you know, dead on. Yeah. And, uh, and then we'd move on and that's how I learned. So I did that for years. I mean, my training was over probably a three year period for months, months at a time. And then I'd take time off. I'd go back to work with them. And, and then when I graduated high school, I, uh, before I went to college, I took a month off and went to dent pro training essentially, and then started working full time. And that was in 2004. So Nice. Been a while. <laughs> now, is he still in the business? Yeah, he still he still owns De- owns the Denpro franchise. Not a franchise anymore. Uh, that's a story for another day. But that franchise <laughs> model broke down, as you uh, would imagine, because it's more about each individual technician than it is about the name of the company. Um, but he still does it. He's sixty three now, and typically he's working full time. Not right now, he's not. But um, he's working full time typically, and he's probably going to. I kind of joke, but also maybe it's not a joke. I kind of say that he's going to probably die on a car lot. <laughs> That's probably when he'll stop pushing. Hey, you he's know, he pushed it. Just I don't know, eighty years old. Who knows? That's just who he is. You know, hey, you got to go. I mean, we all you can't. Everybody in here, you know, there, there's there's thirty people watching, and everybody in here is passionate about dent repair and truly loves it because they would not waste their Thursday night listening to me ramble about dents. So, you know, it's, that's one thing I can say that is about this industry is we're just 
there's a lot of really passionate people, dude, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of work for him. Now, where are you with the company? You know, what's, what's going on with you? So I, I, I'm a part owner of the company. I essentially run all the day-to-day operations um, over the last five years. I've basically taken over all the marketing, all of the, all the online stuff, all of the, just all of the growth aspect of it. Um, and he's just more so pushing now. I mean, he's done this for almost 30 years and his desire to push forward and, and have the growth in a company that we all want to see is, is not there. And he admits it. I mean, he's got a few years left realistically. I mean, I say he's going to push till forever, but, uh, he's got a few years, five years left realistically. So he's not, he doesn't have a big desire to go out and push and grow and learn how to do AdWords and learn how to do social media marketing and learn how to do all those things. So I've kind of taken all of that over. And we've got a pretty good operation out here. We have five techs and contractors um, and it goes up and down, but we have, I mean, we, we get up and around seven figures most years, probably, probably not this year, but uh, so we have a good operation going and that's what I do. I mean, I push dense. I, I run the technicians. I'm, I'm the surrogate owner, but I don't on paper, don't own the company. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's a family business. No, that's about to be it. It's a family business. It's really, I mean, whether I own it now or in five years, um, I mean, I get paid well. I get compensated for what I fix and for the fact that I do everything else. And so, I mean, taking it over would be good, but also comes with its own set of uh, ob- uh, other things to take care of. Like he takes care of all the back end, the books and all that stuff. So that's, that's just yeah. so much fun, dude. Yeah. But what I've learned over the years is that I've talked to so many technicians um, throughout the industry and, and I've, I've caught myself coaching a lot of them. They'll call me and ask me, you know, what should I do about this or Google AdWords or a website or this dent or whatever. And so over the years, I finally just decided, you know, I should start this as a business and to coach people. Um, I think there's a, a big market for it in the PDR world. I think there's a lot of guys who are really skilled, like you said, really skilled and passionate about the actual dent repair, but maybe not as passionate about the business part of it. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of under earning technicians out there, whether it be, be route guys, hail guys or anything in between. And so what I want to try to do is get on phone call conversations with them, figure out what they want in life and in business and help them get that direction. Now, how many texts did you say you guys have? Um, we have six texts that we use three, employees and three contractors. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so um, you're in that Sacramento area. Yep. Sacramento, California. Okay. Um, now do you get a lot of hail there? Is it mainly rental work, used cars, retail? What, what is your area like? So over the last five years, I, well, I mean, no, no hail in Sacramento, but just North of us, we have uh, Lake Tahoe. We'll get some sometimes, um, Redding got a pretty good storm last year. There was a lot of guys, I think, that ended up going to that one. And we got a lot of work from that, but I didn't go broker or run or go chase it or run there or anything. But no hail here. But over the last five years, I've, I've, um, thanks, Kent. <laughs> Appreciate it. Over the last five years, I've tried to kind of section out the business to do a little bit of everything. So we have a really big, a strong, uh, wholesale market. So we do a lot of dealership work and we still have some of those old rental car companies that we've been doing for 25 years. That's still, you know, the newer guys do that stuff because it's all bulk work. It's a little cheaper even than some of the dealer work wholesale. Uh, but we do probably 25 body shops or 30 body shops between all of us. And then we have a really strong retail base where, 
I mean, it varies from week to week, but we probably do anywhere from two to five retail jobs per day between, okay. between all techs as well. So, um, and also I'm actually a big proponent of the Dant warranties. Um, can't, yeah, Keith, uh, yeah, Keith is my main competition. Yeah. Um, he's actually, he actually taught me a lot over the years with this PDR college podcast. So oh, I, that was I a great, him, yeah. I thank him because he didn't have to, he's just a good testament to being out there and doing what you think is right and growing, growing the company overall or the industry overall, because his direct competitor benefited from what he did. And <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to, you know, and we, I, I think, think everybody in here listened to that stuff. Cause it was, it was really good. It was good. I mean, they're still doing it. I think. Yeah. Uh, not as consistently, but, um, Jesse said he, he worked that storm last year for four months in Reading. Yeah. Yeah. We got a bunch of work out of it, but I, I kind of think that I want to be more prepared next time the storm comes to town. I wasn't obviously Keith, Keith, I think did a great job partnering up with Shane. And I think, I think Tony was out there with them and a uh-huh. few other guys that run the shop and stuff. And he actually opened, like got a retail shop, opened it up. I think he might still have it, but I don't, I, I don't talk to him that often. Um, yeah. Obviously being, the direct competition, not like the city over or anything. Of course. But, um, I think competition is great. There's nothing wrong with competition. I think that, um, he, I think he pushed me to get better, but also the fact that I turned our company into what it is over the last five years have, has pushed him to get better. I hope. Um, well, I think everything's evolved too. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, I remember when I started this social media wasn't as prevalent. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, it, started dairy repair or started the show. Dent repair, you know, there, there really wasn't social media was, was not anything, you know, it wasn't here. If I had social media, the guys that have started right now yeah, have such an advantage shit like this, you know, tools. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have nice mini lifters and, you know, I mean, I use the same worth glue tab on the same shit glue and use denatured alcohol. You know what I mean? It, it, it everything's evolved for one shows like this. The, the PDR tool time guys, the uh, PDR college, all those shows help everybody. They, they, um, for one, get everything out, you know, get products out, explain products, tips and tricks and, mm-hmm. and sales. And, you know, even your thing you're doing, you know, the evolving part of this industry is huge, which is, like I said, the new guys have the advantage with the tool technology and the information back in the day. I remember hiding in the back of a lot so nobody could see us work. Yeah. So a lot of guys did back in the day. So now Honestly, it's all out there. I think it's good, but bad. I mean, when I started back in 2004, there was really nothing. There was nothing to learn in the PDR world besides how to push dents. I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't people talking about it. I mean, it was your main competition in your city and that was it. So, I mean, I, I cut my teeth on those old Taurus doors with the big rounded, oh, you know, and all I had was basically like a little, a little flag thing with a window kick. And I, when I needed to tape it up, I'd put like a, like a tennis ball with a duct tape or like a, yep. a wad of duct tape that's duct tape up. And that's yep. how I, that's how I learned to, to push. But, and I think now there's so much information, but also I think almost now to a part, a point that's difficult. There's so many things to do oh, and yeah. so many things that, that you can do that a lot of guys don't even know what to, where to start. They're like, this is what I want to do. But like, 
Like, do you do Google AdWords? Do you do word of mouth? Do you go to dealerships? Do you go to retail? Do you buy, how many tools do you buy? Do you spend 20 grand yeah. on tools up front or like four? And then like, and so that's kind of the space I'm trying to fill is those guys that are in that space where they're like, I know I want to do this as a career. I am doing it as a career. I'm making, you know, three to five grand a month when reality should be, should be able to make at least 15 or whatever, yeah. depending on what you're trying to do. Hail, hail more. I mean, even retail techs can make 20 K plus easily in a route and getting them to that point. I mean, that's the thing is like they get overwhelmed and they get stuck doing things. And so what, what I want to do is, and what I am doing is coaching them through those steps and getting them to the growth that they want. And, and that's the thing is there's just, I was talking to a tech he's, he's in here watching. I'm not going to mention him. And we were talking about social media. You know, he's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not big on Facebook. And I'm like, you need to be. And he's like, I just don't, I said, you need to be on everything. And he's like, what do you mean? And I said, I, I've done a test and I'm going to put it out there. And it's the craziest thing. I've been home for five weeks and I haven't had shit to do and I don't cut my own grass. So, you know, that tells you how much time I have. So I've been testing a lot of different things. And, and one thing that I've done was I had a Twitter account. I was never a big Twitter person. It's just not my thing. I've been posting on Twitter every single day just a single post with a picture and a little quick saying nothing elaborate. It took me three seconds to do. And it's showing all my listing on Google higher than, than the shit I've been doing for a long time. You know, I just saw today, I was like, Oh my God, it's working. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I told him that the more you're on things, the internet, Google, Facebook, all that likes more interaction, you know? And, and people don't know that, you know, guys in here, they don't know what to do. I mean, the Dent Reaper's in here and, and he does all kind of crazy stuff with GIFs and, 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 you know, I mean, his stuff, he's doing really well with it. He's testing different markets and that stuff too. And you don't know. And that, that's why things like that you're doing right now help these guys through. You know? it, it's, it's different for everyone. It just yeah. is like in, in the West coast um, is way different. I would imagine than do I live in Temecula? No, I live in Sacramento. Um, but we have a lot of avocados up here too. Um, Yelp here is different than Yelp in the East coast or Google reviews. here. I don't, or Facebook I don't or do Yelp at all. Yeah, exactly. Yelp is trash here. Yelp is big out here. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, instead of going, instead of going on a podcast and telling people like, you know, do this, do this, do this, oh, do this. That's overwhelming. Like no one has the ability to use every social media network, do Google no. AdWords and go fix smash. No. Up. You, you almost have to test what works in your area. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Try this, see what it does. Try this, see what it does because it doesn't work. I was talking to Chris Brown on, on Tuesday from Dent Patrol. He's in, I think LA or, or down somewhere in California and his Yelp is on fire. He's like, bro, I kill it. And I was like, I've had Yelp for years, never spent a dime with them and have never got one lead out of it. It's different for everybody. So what, you know, so what I'm trying to do is work one-on-one with people and help them figure that out. And there's a lot of guys like, I mean, when you started this, when you started this Dent Digest show, it wasn't just like a decision overnight where you're going to do it. There's a lot of build up to it. There's a lot of like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know what I'm going to yeah. talk about. I don't know how to do this, all this stuff. Yeah. And so what guys, what guys do that they get stuck in, in the how of things. They're going to be like, I'm going to start uh, the Dent Digest show. And I have my first 50 episodes planned out, like all that stuff. If you try to plan it from now until 
the next year from now, you'll never get to no. where you want to go because it's so overwhelming. Oh my God. So what yeah. you need to do is go, you know, from this week to this week, here are the five things I'm going to do this week. And here, and then you, you know, come back on a call. Let's talk about that's what worked, what didn't. And let's move forward and do these things now. And the other you thing know? is when you hit those groundbreaking changes, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. When you, when you set somebody and you're like, okay, try this for three weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Try this for three weeks. And then they start seeing that impact. You're like, okay. Yeah, that that helps with the development of these guys of trying to get and learn, you know, and I mean, the sales process just um, Yelp is good in some markets. Yeah, just the sales process, um, you know, from start to finish, from the second you answer the phone to when you get paid, there's a million things that you can work on in there. And I mean, I'm not even I'm not perfect at it. Obviously, no one is. I'm continually evolving, getting better. But all the guys that I've talked to, there's so many areas where they can improve. And it's amazing. You can you can get them to change one one thing about that sales process and all of a sudden it's like they're, they're, they're closing oh, yeah. 50% more deals. It's, I mean, this is my 19th year. I went to the mega media event in Colorado this year. Yeah. And out of that whole event, you know what I brought home? I needed systems in place that I didn't have mm-hmm. 19 years. I've been pushing dents for 19 years. We're making money and I don't have these systems, but now that I've implemented some systems, it's making my life easier. It's do it's falling in the in the place. So, Absolutely. you know, now with these guys that are is it I'm not going to get into your pricing and stuff, but yeah. you know, when they when they get with you and and they're going over their business, do you, are you expecting to get some experienced guys, all new guys? What is your expectation? It's for a picture, your- man. I have guys that have like 15 a guy that has 15 years of experience and he's a really good technician but he has, he does 6,000 a month, 7,000 a month. Um, he has some things to work through as far as his fear of sales. Um, one of the big things that we discovered was he defines himself overall in life as like a nice guy. This is what we, we dug down into, into his psyche a little bit. I'm not a therapist, obviously, but I ask questions and try to dig it out. He's a nice guy. He doesn't, he doesn't like charging high prices because he thinks people will think he's not, not a nice guy. And that's what it boiled down to. So he was undercutting his price structure by probably 50% easily. And all we worked through was the fact that that was all in his own head. Really mm-hmm. what we, what we are as, as people and humans and businessmen were, were the thoughts that we have and the story that we tell ourselves. Yeah. And so people will tell themselves this story for this whole life. Like I'm only worth making $60,000 a year. I can only charge this much for a dent and blah, blah, blah when his quality of repair was, was worth way more than that. And all the, he just needs someone to tell him that. If, well, you know, I think the other thing is, is how do you feel about this? Would you say that some of that is drive? People have the drive. Like if I talk to him, he says, yes, I want to make, you know, 15 grand a month. I want he just to. doesn't know how doesn't know how, or he, he, he does know how, but he, he like almost blocks himself from doing that. Like he'll I be in a, in a retail. That. What's that? He's like, I, I, I can't do that. that yeah, I don't he, want to upset anybody. Or he'll, yeah, exactly. He'll go bid a job with a matrix or with you, with a pricing guide or whatever at 350 bucks. And then there's one second of silence and then he'll be like, Oh, but you know, it's only going to take me cause he's good tech. It's only going to take me, you know, 45 minutes. So I can probably do it for the, like, he will, he will undercut himself down and be his own worst enemy essentially. Yeah. And that's just what he's done for so long. That's just what he's used to doing. So we worked on that. Um, 
I work with a guy who wants to uh, leave the hail trail and move to a retail shop, you know, and he doesn't know how to do it. He's like, yeah, but okay. I'm walking away from hail money. I'm walking away. I don't know where to this. I don't know how to start like all these things. And, and he does know how it's just scary, dude. Yeah. It's scary for me to start this business yeah. and come talk about this stuff. It's scary. It's kind of like me. I mean, saying, Hey, I would quit this and go do the hail trail. Cause I don't have a damn clue. It's you know, scary. it's the same thing. It, it's, but it, I, I think you get a point in your business to where you, if you're going to do it, you're just like any of us starting this thing, you have to put your balls out there and just figure it out. You know what I mean? Which is nice that you, there are people like you that are out there to kind of help, help you step off that lip, you know, and, and really try to grow. And just guide you through it. I mean, I've done yeah. it too. I've been doing this for a long time. I've built a business. Um, I've built multiple businesses and one, one dent company as well. And, and sometimes you just need somebody out there to observe what you're doing. I mean, all of the best athletes in the world have coaches, not because Tiger Woods needs a golf golf coach because he can, because the coach can swing better than him, but he can observe him. He can see what's preventing him from doing it right. You know, and that's kind of what I have to offer. There's a lot of guys that have been coaching people in this business with the mindset stuff and with overcoming some of those like tactical sales advice things. But what I can do is do it every single week, not just like random phone calls or a podcast here and there that works for you or whatever, but just every single week, it's basically an investment in your own business. Instead of investing in uh, multiple thousand dollars of tools, you're investing in yourself and your business for a coach. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, that's advanced training. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we have Mo in here, you know, she said, she, she loves watching your Instagram stories. And, and that's funny, you know, because that's, I started watching your stuff and listening to it. And I was like, I, I talked to my wife about the show and I was like, she's like, who is this guy? And I'm like, I just watch his stuff. And, you know, he's super positive and, you know, I like what he's trying to do. And I was like, I'm just going to get him on. You know, when we first talk, you're like, Hey, you know, we've never talked before. You know what I mean? It's, it's, that's what this is about. You know what I mean? It's about just getting guys on that can add to the industry that can contribute yeah. their part, you know? Absolutely. Um, I, agree. I think you're doing a great job of that too, with stuff like this. It all helps. Oh yeah. It's this too. I mean, even through these times, you know, it, it's something to do, you know, everybody's sitting at home and, and bored and um, mm-hmm. hold on. One of the Kent's asking, what's your Instagram handle? I'm How can at, they I'm at dent pro? Sack. So Dent Dent Pro Sacramento. Not Dent Craft. This is (laughs) Dent Pro Sack SAC. Yep. So on there. I mean, it's just it's I try to I try to provide a little bit of motivation. Um, I don't always have it either, but there's just a lot of mindset things that I've learned because I've gone through so much of the mindset training and the, you know, kind of the self-help world, reading the books, going to the seminars, things like that. And there's just there's so many things that we have tools that we have that everybody has inside of them, but they just aren't aware of them. They just aren't sure how the brain works and why it prevents you from doing some things. And it sounds so, it almost sounds a little hokey, but kind of ridiculous, but you can trick your brain into do a lot of, into doing a lot of things for you. Um, 100%. And that's, that's what I work and with it, a lot of people. About. And I, I think when you, when you're out there doing it, doing your thing on Instagram or Facebook, I look at it too, you know, even stuff like this, you're helping yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even you're speaking, you're, you're talking and it helps you mentally. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a, it's a mental thing on your end. So 
when I put the stories on Facebook, just Instagram so people know, like it's because I was I was struggling with that in the day. Like I can I'm reading into my brain. I'm like, why why am I off today? Like, why can't I do this? Why am I frustrated? And so I will figure that out and then I'll tell other people because I know that if I'm struggling with it as a dent technician out in the world trying to build things and make stuff happen, then other people are too. Like it's just it's just gonna be the case. And it's same right now. I mean, you know what you know what's really helped me through is talking FaceTime with other business guys that are in different industries and and even a ton of the dent guys that reach out to me and and we talk and you know I've had my struggles bro this has been some of the hardest times of my life I sit back and I'll be honest with you I'm telling the world right now this has been one of the more trying times in my life and talking to guys that are going through the same shit that businesses are closed they don't know how they're going to make it they didn't get the PPP loan or any of the loans and they're struggling that's the only reason, you know, that I sat back and can still put this show on and, you know, sit here with a full head of hair. That's a disaster. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, yeah, man, we're, we're, me and me and Sap knew we're doing the, the quarantine mullet, (laughs) but, um, you know, the best ways to get yourself out of being in an upset, frustrated or bad state of mind is to reach out and help somebody else. It's really hard to be, mad or upset or mad at the world or mostly just live in the uncertainty of what the future is going to look like if you're out there helping somebody else. Yes. And so that's what I'm trying to do. And that's what keeps me positive, motivated and things like that. I mean, there, you can't, you can't be giving, bringing value to the world and helping other technicians and still feel crappy. It just doesn't, it's, you can't do those two things at the same time. And I've learned that I've learned that, you know, I probably have one bad day a week, Mm -hmm. one day a week. I'm like, man, I, I just don't, it's, I'm just not myself, you know? And, and I reach out to guys and I'm like, Hey, and they're going through the same shit. You know, I talked to my buddy Jamie today and he owns a chemical guys franchise and he's closed. And, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, yesterday was my bad day. You know, it's, we're all going through the same thing. Um, and it's nice to feel like you're not alone. And that's one thing I think with your program that that you can be there and 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 really try to help some of these guys through their problems. Because believe me, when I was growing this thing, I wish I had somebody I could call and figure this out. You know what I mean? I none of this stuff is taught. We're all just figuring it out. Yeah. But and after you've been I have every single answer, but what I am is an asset to guide you in that direction because a lot of it is is the thought process and so like if we take the quarantine situation for example here the the reason the biggest reason that it's so scary and difficult is because it's so uncertain and as human brains we don't like to live in the uncertainty of things but if you take a step back to three months ago life was always uncertain. This quarantine was always going to happen. There was always uncertainty. It just felt like there wasn't. And the reason it felt like that there wasn't is because of the thoughts you were thinking, right? The information you were taking in. Now the information you're taking in is fear, death, hospitalization, social distancing, all that stuff. Like, obviously you're going to be fucking like (laughs) frustrated and scared. Yeah. You know, and and I said this when I I sat here and and I went through this for one of the other shows that I had and you know, I sat back and I was in bed. I was a disaster. It was 11 o'clock in the afternoon. I look at my wife and I was like, 
I don't know if I can do this. You know, I'm shutting my company down. Everything I work for is getting shut down. And I sat there for a little while and went through my day. And that night I sat back and I was like, you know what? I didn't have shit when I started. Yeah. I started with no accounts. Mm-hmm. And we're busy as hell now. You know, what, what was. Um, but I think the other thing is a lot of guys are uncertain because they, they don't know what to expect. Is it going to be busy? Is it going to be slow? You know, our, our customers going to be super scared because of the virus and super protective. And, you know, I, I, that's the struggle. I think a lot of guys are, are, are going through. Do I spend money on AdWords? Do I spend money on advertising? Nobody knows. So, you know, you're going to have to do the same thing you did when you started your business is put it out there, and figure it out. Yeah. And three months ago, you didn't know either. You yeah. didn't know that this was going to happen. You didn't, you were just way more confident and you were way more certain in your head that people were going to show up next week. Yes. And now you're less certain of that because of this situation, but it was, it was always an uncertain. Everybody that's in the entrepreneurial world, that's trying to get customers come in every single week is always uncertain. It's just less focused on that. So basically what you did is you were living in that world and you were living in the uncertainty of everything, the COVID, the death, like all the, all the numbers and everything. And what you did was try to find what your brain does is you find a way to focus on the good things or focus on the joy. So you're like, okay, what, why did this happen for me instead of to me? Like, what, what can I get out of this? You can have more time with your daughter at home. You can find a way like next year, Twitter might be the one thing that propels your business further than yep. you ever knew, and you never would have known that unless this happened. Yep. And this, you know what? I look at it, and and I, I I'm saying this because I'm hoping that as me being home with my kid, twenty years down the road, she's going to look back at a shitty situation that her mom and dad were home for six weeks, yeah, and say that was the best time of my life. I didn't get that. Yeah. You know. Um. So it's, it doesn't happen. I mean, everything happens for you, not to you. It's something I've learned over time. And sometimes you don't know what, why that is though, until maybe 10, 15 years later, I just interviewed Bryce Kelly and he's coming, he's going to be on my podcast uh, next Wednesday. And, you know, he, he goes through the journey of life where he gets fired from an auction, basically an auction situation. And if he hadn't, if he stayed there and just cut his prices and stayed there, he wouldn't be the Bryce Kelly that we all know who he is, right? So in the moment of getting fired and being like, we're using someone else, he didn't know what it was going to turn into. But if you can find the find the good moments in that and keep pushing forward, then you know. 100%. Have, 100%. I mean, I tell people all the time. I was actually telling a tech last week, new tech, getting into the industry. And he's like, I've been watching your stuff forever. And, and he's like, how did you – go through with it. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, you got sued for a million and a half when you were 20 some years old. And I looked at him and I, well, I, I told him on the phone, I said, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. And he's like, why? I was like, it was a shitty situation, but you, I learned that side of the business. That's the positive. Mm-hmm. It made me grow up and you look at everything. You know, I, I look back now and I think it's because I'm older, you know, when you're in those shitty situations and you're, you're, you're you just sit back. From it. I bet when you got when you got sued, you probably didn't think, "Oh, this is gonna be the best thing that ever happened." To me. Bro, it was like the world was crashing down on me. You know what I mean? Kind of like right now, right? Yeah. Kind of like yeah. Right now. Okay. No, it was. So it, this is much know. easier. Yeah. This is much easier. Yeah. Um. But you know the the unknown. The you unknown. just. And you know what? I, I've been saying this since we had our first COVID show. Yeah. Um. 
we're all in the same shit box. We really are. We're all in the same predicament. There isn't one guy out there that is crushing it because everybody's – look at me with the bugs in here – crushing it because I'm sitting at home. Everybody's in the same shit box. Yeah. Nobody's killing it. Nobody's, I mean, there is some hail and those guys are doing great. And I'm, I'm glad the industry's, you know, guys are still working, but on the business end, there isn't one person that's sitting back saying, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm killing it. Yeah. We're all in the same. <laughs> I agree. But honestly, the world, like, if you think about it, the world is always pretty, there's a lot of stuff always happening in the world death mm-hmm. natural disasters things economy economy whether it's uh you know 2009 or 2001 terrorist attack there's always things that are gonna happen this is not the last one that's gonna happen mm-hmm. in four, no. five, six, seven, nine years from now something will happen again so what are you gonna do from now until then to prepare for that so maybe the lesson in this is that like maybe i should have saved 10 grand and yeah put it that so that maybe that's what you get. Maybe that's maybe this is the world telling you this is what you need to do so that next time something happens, you can actually grow your business or start a podcast or start a new advertising funnel when everybody else is sitting on the sideline because we're spending money still. We're yeah. still spending money on our business because we knew something was going to happen. And so we yeah. have money to do that. And we're. And I know. couldn't imagine being where I am right now without mm-hmm. money in the bank. There's a lot of people like that, though. You know, I didn't lay off anybody. I'm still paying them. Um, I was fortunate enough to get the PPP loan, which helped. You know, I am one of the million people that are fortunate to, to say that we got it. But I couldn't imagine the mental state of of struggling. I don't know how I'm going to pay. I don't know how, you know, it, you have no work. Um, You know, it's I knew a little more. I knew at MTE that um, shit was going down. Yeah, she she was already working with that stuff at MTE. She was telling me at MTE, make sure you wash your hands, watch your distance. You know, um, for those not listening, she is your wife, or those that haven't listened, she's your yeah. wife. Yeah. Yes, and my she, wife. My she's wife. She's very close she's to a, stuff. A little bit, yeah. That's this is her thing. That's yeah. what I say. This is her thing. You know, um, like, but job, not just like a <laughs> researcher, right? To be fair, yes, yes. She's not just like really good yeah. at research online like she probably knows no. that science knows. is her thing infectious <laughs> disease you know yeah. um but it's it's for me personally i look at the bad situation i'm like oh my gosh but then on the other end i'm like i have learned so much from this mm-hmm. just for one i mean i was on the phone facetime with with ray sapnew i was asking him questions about something and trying to figure that out today and figured it out and you know, um, that's what you do when you're downtime. Yeah. You know, I, when this first went down, I sat back and said, man, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do with my time. You know what I mean? You got all day. And I got right on it. Every day I get up and spend three or four hours on the computer and do something for the business every day. It's funny, like three months ago or yeah, I mean, January is maybe a little slower. If you go back like four or five months ago and you ask people, Double down on the efforts to grow the business. Exactly. So you ask people like, oh, why aren't you doing the Google AdWords or the Twitter or the social media or the this? It's like, I don't have time, dude. I'm so busy pushing dance, like blah, blah, blah. So, so if now you're not, I mean, unless you're on the hail trail and you're busy, right? But if you're a local te- local tech that's not chasing hail, um, you're probably slower. I, you are slower, obviously. And so what are you doing? All those things that you said you didn't have time for. 
Like if you're not taking the time to do that now, it was never about the time. No, it was about you actually putting in the effort and the hustle to do it. And don't tell me, you know, I can sit back here and I'm a proven fact. Dave O was in here and he was on the first show that I was on with Christopher Ray. Mm. Bro, I, I didn't have a clue on how to do a live show. No. I didn't have a clue. You know, today I'm sitting here. I called Ray Sapney yesterday. I'm using my resources. That's the other thing you have to do. People just like you yeah. calling you for advice, coaching you through a problem. Use your researches. I've never geotag a photo in my whole life. I was in here putting it through the software. Fantastic, right? You know and it that. was and it was telling me that it, the business was in Afghanistan. And I, I sent the picture to Ray and I'm like, what is going on here? You know, and I spent all day today and we've I figured it out. You know what I mean? But your YouTube is an amazing thing because you can learn so much just from YouTube. You know what I mean? Google AdWords, Facebook ads, any of this shit. If you've got the time, put it to work. Yeah. And a little bit of money sometimes too. I mean, one, you can hire people to do that in a different way. Yeah. YouTube is great, and but it is limited. So if you really want to deep dive on something, there are you know e-courses you could purchase, which are basically like bundled up coaching sessions. Yeah. From, from an expert. I mean, somebody who... Somebody who does this for a living, like Facebook ads or whatever, does it for mm-hmm. a living and is like one of the experts in the field, does Facebook ads for Fortune 500 companies. You could buy their course oh, yeah. for 199 bucks and learn how to do Facebook ads. Oh, yeah. Instead of, you know, that as one option, or you could hire somebody to do it. There's a lot I hire of- somebody to write blogs. I don't write blogs. Yeah. He knows what to do and it crushes it. So everybody's got a little different, a little bit of a different way to do it. And that's what you got to do is dig in. And it just depends on what you want. I mean, if you don't, if you want to be a wholesale tech only with some body shops mixed in between, you shouldn't do, you shouldn't do Google AdWords or Facebook ads. No, you shouldn't, but you got to learn how to sell. Yeah. Got to learn how to sell and you got to keep going on selling. And, and get used to getting your teeth kicked in. A lot of guys that crush it in wholesale. Oh yeah. You know, not me. I. That's okay. That's fantastic. That's the beauty of this world. Somebody's got to crush it in wholesale. Somebody's got to do 30 body shops like you. Oh yeah. They all got to be serviced. And yeah. so I try to find out what they what they want in life, what they want their life to look like, what they want their business to look like and go forward towards that. Some people don't want to do smashed up retail. Yeah. I don't want to do the smash smashes of all the smashes I see online. Like I like Bryce. That's it, dude. Like that guy has a special thing inside of him. If you want to hear <laughs> If you want to hear, if you want to hear from him, um, he's going to be on my podcast, the PDR coach podcast next Wednesday. And we dig in not so much how to fix dents. Cause I'm not interested in how to fix dents as much as I'm interested in like the mindset of going into those repairs or into those situations, because there are times when we've all fixed big dents or at least pushed our limits on that. It's not like Bryce knows going into the dent, how he's going to do it, what's going to happen, how it's all going to go, right? Like, just like I said earlier with the show, people get stuck in the how. They're like, I don't know how I'm going to grow my business or how I'm going to start the Dent Digest show or how I'm going to start a podcast. It's, it doesn't matter. You just got to take one step after yep. the next step and you'll get there. And that's what Bryce does so well. And you will, you will face adversity in your business or even inside of a dent. You'll face adversity. Yeah. Are you going to overcome that or are you going to stop? And you break everything down. Yeah. Step by step. Because if you look at the whole thing, you're like, I don't know. You know, I'm that type of guy. I sit back. If I if I look at a job and and it's a big smash, okay, and it's scheduled for tomorrow, and 
that night while I'm laying in bed before I fall asleep, okay, how am I going to attack this? Step one. Step two. What's what's the next step? Okay, if that doesn't work, what's my next step? That's what I do. Yeah, contingency plans, that's fine. But you can go in with a, an eight-step plan and step three goes wrong. It all goes out the window and you got to do something different. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna, and we all do that. We all schedule that dent for next Friday and we're thinking about it all week because it's like kind of pushing our limits of what we think we're capable of doing. And and that consumes you for the whole week. You're like, okay, let me get past all these door dings. I got to get to that one. You're like, I'm going to use this tool. I'm going to do that. You take it all apart and you're like, oh shit, there's no access. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, now what? Right? Now what are you going to do? Throw your hands up and walk away? Or you're gonna you're gonna find a way to fix it, right? Yeah. Um, same thing in business. You're gonna come up against those walls, whether it's a natural disaster like this, or whether your your auction house fires you, or your biggest your biggest um, uh, dealership fires you, or your or Google changes their algorithms and your ads aren't anymore. Yeah, I mean, you're always gonna be, and that's the fun of that's oh, yeah. the fun of the, whole, of the whole entrepreneurship journey, really. Now, your average customer with the coaching is it is is it a lot of it of is the selling part of it? Is that your average coaching part? It is a big part of it, I think, because I don't know. I think there's a lot of guys that I think um, if you read like a book like the E Myth, right? There was technicians in life and and entrepreneurs in life, and I think a lot of the dent guys in this role are technicians. They just love doing the dent repair. They love figuring out the tactical part of doing that, but they're not as solid in the business world. And I think that's where they want the help. And so, yeah, I guess it is probably more the sales process, the um, the mindset going into sales of getting new dealerships and. Um, and the actual process from answering the phone to the sale, you know, to the end of the sale. Um, but there's so much stuff in between there, honestly, like it's hard for me to generalize because everybody is so different. And every situation is so different. Like I said, I gave you the example of the nice guy. Like I, yeah. I had an idea going into that, 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 that was his issue. And he didn't, he didn't really know that issue. But as I start asking him questions and kind of digging into the, to why he does things. And basically what I can do for people is I weekly coaching calls with them. I show up for them and I disrupt the way that they think, because because the way that you think, like I said, we're our thoughts and our stories. So you have a story you're telling yourself of who you're showing up in that situation or who you're showing up as in that situation. So what I can do is disrupt that because obviously where you want to go and who you are now is not working or else it already would have happened and you wouldn't have hired me. Exactly. So what I can do is disrupt that and move things around in your head and you say, okay, maybe I can look at it that way and and you can proceed and, and start making changes in your life. So Manny's asking what way are you holding yourself in peace when you're working a hard dent? What's his mind process? Like, how do you break it down? Do I break down holding myself in peace in a hard dent? Yeah. Well, I'm not always in peace. <laughs> I mean, like I, I get frustrated as hell too. When I, when I come to an area where I think I can get it, but I can't, I mean, it really comes down to just changing your thoughts about what is going on. So it's the grit and determination and hustle. Like how badly are you going to want, to do that dent. And, and one of the things that I tell people with my coaching is that sometimes when they underdo the pricing of the dent, so if they know they should be getting $700 for the dent, you do it at 400, your motivation for achieving a final repair that's perfect is lower. 100%. Right? 100%. Because you're not getting backed by that. So it starts kind of starts with that a little bit. But I get frustrated. I've, I've gotten to a point on a dent where I do walk away from dents and it, and it hurts and I don't charge the customer and I have to reevaluate, like, am I even good at dent repair anymore? Like I've been there, right? Like we all, 
do that. Come on now. I think everybody in here has been there. If you haven't been there, you're full of it. So sometimes, honestly, like it might sound a little weird, but like sometimes we can get so stuck in our head and it's really is a story we tell ourselves. We, we, we get to that point, we see the brace or we see that it's blocked up and we're, and we're thinking like, now our thought process changed from like, all right, I got this plan of attack to now like, now your thoughts are like, oh shit, I don't know if I could do this. I told yeah. the customer that I'd be done in four hours. I don't know if I could be done in four hours. I thought I was going to bill a thousand dollars today and now I'm not. Um, like all these thoughts, they're all negative thoughts. They all start spiraling into negativity. And when you're in, when you're in that like negative mindset and in like a really bad place in your head, like the odds of you fixing a really nasty dent that you've never done before are a lot lower. So I've actually taken a step back away from the dent and I will actually like do push-ups or like call somebody or just try to change. Walk my away. Mind. Yeah. I'll actually do because like you can do physical activity, whether it's push-ups or pull-ups or, or if you have pull-ups or whatever, or jumping jacks or something, and you can get yourself back into a positive state. And I know it sounds, I know it sounds. See so this cool. physique, you know how many push-ups and pull-ups I do. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but it, it sounds kind of silly, but it actually does work because you can get yourself back into a good state of mind. And I think, I think being in a good state of mind, fixing dents is, is probably a good way to do it. You know what my biggest battle is? No, I don't. Tell me. Time. I'll schedule a smash and I'm like, okay, it's going to take me four hours. And I back my schedule up so tight. And this dent takes me six or seven hours. And you're stressed and I, I've, I'm, I'm still teaching myself, you know, I'm, I've done this a long time and I'm still teaching myself, give myself extra time. Cause I'm that hustler. I want to get as much done every day as I can. I want to get tomorrow scheduled done today. So it frees up the next day. Absolutely. And I put so much pressure on myself to uh, get this stuff done that these big smashes and they're taking longer than I expected, put so much pressure on me that doesn't need to be there. So you're set, you're setting your, and I do this too. This is the same trap I fall into, but you're setting your story of yourself as like, I'm the tech who bills out a thousand dollars a day or whatever. And what you want to, if you want to fix, if you want to be the guy that fixes the big smashes and do those things, then you need to switch that story from that, the money side to be like, I'm the tech who fixes the worst damage in the industry. When you do that, you, you'll give yourself as much time as you want. The reason you're not doing that is because is because you you want to be the tech that bills this much per day because that's what you've told yourself that you are. And I do this to myself too. I'm like, that's going to be four hours. Then I'll go knock out the two body shops and, the, and the, do the wholesale. On the yeah. Right. And I get myself into this thing where I'm like, oh, fuck, I overextended myself. <laughs> and so, you know, if you want to be the guy that does the big smashes or you want to be the guy that can do those types of things, then, then changing and maybe the story around that day, even just changing like, this is what I'm going to do. It's not about the money. It's yeah. about testing my skills today. And I go, I don't even look at the money. I'm at that point. I, yeah. you know, I, I don't care if, if I build 300 bucks or if, or if you didn't look at the money, you would schedule one smash for a full day, even if it was a $500 job. True. True. But my biggest thing is customer service, right? You know, I want to make sure if somebody calls, I want that shit done. It needs to be done as soon as possible. And that's what's helped us in, in, in my business. Um, so I put a lot of pressure on myself and I'm like, you can have great customer service and schedule somebody out like three or four or five days. There's plenty of true. do that. True. So again, and I, this is what I do on my coaching calls. I challenge people because they, they, they start defending and telling these stories and stuff. And there's always a reason why you do something. If you could find that reason, you can change it. If you want to, you don't have to, but if you want to change it, you can. Yeah. yeah I, do it, I do it to myself all the time. 
Customer service is fantastically important, but I, I, you can be, you can have just as much customer service to somebody if you schedule them for tomorrow or five days down the road, I think. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, you look at some of these dents and you're like, ah, no problem. Just like you said, you take the trim pan off. You're like, God damn, I don't want to, I don't, I got to glue pull this whole thing. It's going to take me three more hours, you know? So you put that pressure in, and I've learned your repair is not as good when you're that stressed. Maybe and that's with anything. <laughs> Probably. You know. So, you know, I think how can guys get a hold of you? What's your best contact information to, you know, if they're interested in the coaching and, and how can they look up, look into it and all that information? Just just talk to me. Like I don't I don't have a huge I don't want to coach somebody who doesn't need what I'm offering. Right. So I'll, I'll get on a phone call with anybody, talk to them about them, see if I can help them through an issue. And what happens is I'll help them through something and they'll realize that, that I was able to point something out to them that they were not be able, able to see for five years. And they're like, Oh shit, that makes a lot of sense. I, I should sign up for this. So I'll talk to anybody for free. The best way to do it is I'm at, very active on Instagram. It's my favorite platform that I use at DemproSack. Um, find me there. I do have a website that I masterfully built by myself. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It, it works. Like you can go on there and move around. It works. Um, yeah, Benny is doing my 30 day leverage accelerator challenge that I made up. Um, we'll talk about that in a second, but um, I call it the coach, coachcoreyk.com. That's my, uh, my URL. Okay. It's right here. Can you see this? Where's that side? Coach Corey K because coach Corey was taken by someone who coaches soccer in some other state. But, so coach Corey K is, this is the, the real life of business, right? It's just, <laughs> like, I don't know. Someone's got the PDR coach too. The yeah. coach.com. Someone has it. I think I know who it is, but I'm not hundred percent sure. But if it's you message me. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Michael. Um, Benny. Yes. Yeah, so I basically, I came out with a 30 day challenge that, um, I wanted to have other people go through because it helped me so much. And I just finished my 30 days today. I think Benny's like five or six days behind me. Um, we all say there's a lot of things that we want to do in our life. And what the 30 day challenge is, is doing five things every single day, no matter what. And I will hold you accountable to that. So it's not what, what it ends up being. It's not about doing the five things. Like it could be like accountability. My- accountability. Mine are like reading 10 pages out of a book because I always say I want to read more, but I never freaking do it. It's praying with my kids at night because I always say I'm going to do that, but I never do it. But when you write, when you write it down and then you tell me or tell somebody else that you're going to do it. And then I want you to message me and say, you did it. The odds of you doing that go up like tenfold. Right. And so, and then it's not about doing the 10 pages, like 10 pages is reading 10 pages to change your life. But it's about that learning that when you tell yourself that you'll do something, you actually do it. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. Like guys like Andy Frisilla, if anybody follows them, um, 75 hard is his, like what I'm doing, but on crack. Um, oh, it's yeah. really make the commitments to yourself. Like I'm going to build a million dollar PDR company, right? Are you going to, or are you going to say that for five or 10 years and never do it? Right. So you're just like training your mind to say, I'm going to do something and then you do it. That's what it's about. How did Benny get hooked up with that? Instagram. Look at that Instagram. Yeah. Um, I was just talking about it one day because I was starting it. And I just, like I said, what's on my Instagram is stuff that's going through my head. I'm not like, 
like planning out 10 days ahead of time what I'm going to like, what I'm going to talk about to like change someone's life today <laughs> or whatever. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to start this thing. I'm going to throw it out there. That's why he's six days behind me. Cause I started that day. And then I was like, okay, everybody's going to start like on next Monday or whatever. And I got a few, I got, I got so explain, explain it. Cause explain it to exactly what these guys have to do. Cause I'm sure some of them are sitting here saying, huh? Yeah. So, so if you want, I could send you a worksheet. Um, that you could follow along is basically you're going to pick five things that you're going to do every single day. Um, I try to keep them in categories. Like one is going to be like a fitness thing. One is going to be a mental thing. One's going to be a, a relationship thing, like a family um, or whatever. The last one that I did was like, was like hugging my wife for 10 seconds straight because like, it's crazy how you can go through life for so long. And like, when was the last time? Like <laughs> I, just a regular hug that doesn't end in anything. Right. Just yeah. like just a hug. Like you can go like, I got three kids and a biz, like two couple businesses. My wife's got things going on. Like I go a week sometimes and I'm like, hmm, wonder when the last time I didn't just like. Hey, if I leave the house right now, if I go anywhere, I get the 14 day quarantine. Don't touch me. Stay away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So basically you're going to do five things in that area and I'll hold you accountable just through Instagram DMs. You could text me if you want, but I like Instagram DMs. Um, and basically I'll hold you accountable. You're going to tell me the five things you want to do. And I'm going to say, okay, these are the five things that you want to do. And I want you to text me a W or an L every, every single night. And just having somebody hold you accountable, it's kind of like, um, a lesson in what kind of coaching is, because even, even just the fact that, you know, you have a coaching call coming up every single week is going to propel you forward to do those things. It's, it's crazy that you will, you will not, you will do whatever it takes to not let someone else down but you'll let yourself down all the freaking time. It's crazy. So that's five things every day. Five things every day. That's it. Simple. Seven days a week. Yep. Seven days a week. Saturday and Sunday do not take off. And that's another thing in the, in this world too. It's like, I only work five days a week. I have specific boundaries set on my work schedule. I will not work on a Saturday or Sunday. I just yeah. don't, I just don't do it. I've lost customers. I've lost, I've lost stuff from it, but that's fine because that's what I decided I want in my life. I, if I know plenty of guys who work on Saturdays and good for you, if you want to work on Saturdays, you probably make more money than me. So, but I have kids and that's important in my life and that's the way I have my life set up. So, um, but for this 30 day challenge, make it things that you can do every single day. I don't want it to be like, you know, I don't know, fix a den or build this many dollars unless you're actually going to work, work seven days a week. And when um, do they send it to you the, the day before? What are I, they? I the night of. I like the night of Benny's been doing it like really consistently. Some of my people are a little up and down and I'll text them and be like, what's going on, dude? Like you missed it. Um, Benny's on it though. I think he's doing it with his son too, which is, which is really cool. Yeah. Like, Benny's I, a good dude, man. Good dude. dude. His um, son actually is recovering from COVID. Yes. I heard about that. Yeah. That's crazy, man. He rode his bike across the U S living in life like a rock star now. So all that, that was, that was really cool. Visited a bunch of texts on the way to, on the way yeah. out. Um, one of my buddies down in uh, um, in LA, Shane Rosa. So I think he's oh, yeah. for a little while. Super cool. So he just passed on COVID to everybody. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, dude, this, but this, that's probably something that that kid, I don't know what his story was, but that's probably something he's wanted to do forever. Yeah. And he took this opportunity, like, you know what? The world's fucking shut down. I'm riding across the world. Cause when are you ever going to take, I don't know what, probably two weeks yeah. off of to go do that freaking never yeah like, and tanner like, rode halfway there and had to come back because it had work really so it was supposed to be two of them and yeah, his 
long time. And then it, it, I saw that it was only one. He bailed. Yeah. He was- we all make choices, man. We live by the decisions we make. He wanted hey. to make them good for him. <laughs> Got to figure it out, right? And he is little, yeah, the little boy. Yeah. So if you want um third day challenge, you could um, um, reach out to me. I also, also, I came up with like a, a free PDR sales guide. It's on my website. It's at, it's coachcoreyk.com and you can put, click free PDR sales guide. Basically it's for like a lot of people in the beginning stages of, of doing dent repair. It's basically the whole sales process. I give like start to finish the 10 commandments of what you're supposed to do. Um, and then just list a bunch of objections of like customers will say this, here's a response you can give them, you know, and just like, I'm, I'm trying to offer, you know, value out there in, in the marketplace in, in the dent repair world. Um, and I hope it comes back to me at some point, obviously, but like, I'm going to throw as much value as I possibly can in the podcast on freebie stuff, helping people with 30 day challenges. If it comes back to me, it does. If not, so, so put the value out there. Cause I think it's worth it. Hey, I mean, I say this all the time. I do this That's show. What you're doing. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. And, and you enjoy it. You know, we all do this stuff because we enjoy it and, and, and just, it's fun. You know, my wife tells me all the time, ah, she used to tell me when I used to do this in the basement, she would be like, okay, go in the basement and play YouTube with your friends. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That you know, freaking great. But, uh, you yeah, know, Joshua, yeah. No, man, I'm, I'm accessible. Like you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on my website. Um, I talk to people all the time. Just don't uh, call him at six in the morning. Like I did. Cause I forgot he was California time. <laughs> hey, call me at seven. Seven. Yeah, seven. Yeah. I was up, you know? Um, so, so yeah, that's what, that's what's up. So check the website. There's a few things on there. Um, reach out to me if you want to talk, uh, follow me if you want uh, at Dan Sack on Instagram. And I would follow him. I mean, he's definitely got some stuff. I mean, I, I watch it every day. And there's another guy in here that that's watching uh, Mike from Heavenly Hill last year when I had him on the show. I think it was like episode two or three that he came on. And that's the stuff that gets you through your day. You know, Manny on here, Manny, always positive every day, Instagram live, you know, just putting it out there. Jesse's show, warm apple pie, you know, all this stuff together as a whole. In one way or the other, you take one snippet from every single thing out there, and it really helps you push to yeah. the next level. Curate your feed. I think something that's huge for a lot of people is that I will tell them for their Instagram and Facebook feed. Like, I'm everything in the world is a good is a good thing and a bad thing, right? Instagram can or like social media can be terrible for somebody, but it can also be fantastic. It depends on what's coming through your feed. If yeah. you're going facebook and all you're looking at is news article about covid i promise you you're gonna feel like shit it's like, terrible only going to feel like shit but if you want to follow people like me and like some of the other people um manny or even there's a lot of other influencers in this world that yeah work on the mindset and i can send you a list maybe i'll come up with a list and give that a i list. mean look what gary v started his gary- morning teas bringing guys on my buddy danny scarza owns a body shop was on the show with him live Gary That's like a great, great thing, you know. Proponents of that, dude, is like curate, yes. curate the feed. Like, I have an Instagram feed. I have my Dent Pro Sack page that I do all this stuff for for you guys. Um, you know, all my Dent people. But I have another page, another Instagram page that I go to. That is my top 100 people, um, and I follow them because they're the people that I want to emulate and be like. Yeah. And so I go on their feed, and I feel kind of shitty. Like I'm going through. I hear some news about COVID, and I'm like. The world's fucking over. My business is ruined. <laughs> I'm gonna die, and then my family's gonna die, and then everybody's gonna die, and I'm never gonna have business again. 
when I feel like that, I'll go on the, I'll go on the, on the other Instagram page and I will get, I'll just get positive feedback. It's your brain. I can teach you, but a lot of people, other people can teach you too, but like your brain works in a, in a crazy ways. Right. And if you can learn how your brain works, then you can learn to trick it. And it's not that hard. Your brain. So I know, I don't know if we're over time or whatever, but if people want to say or not, but we're, we, we ask ourselves questions, right? And all of our brain, all our brain is designed to do is answer those questions, right? So if you, if you go into the dance, like I've saw a bunch of people in here saying like, they'll think about it for 20 minutes before they start, or you'll think about it for a week ahead of time. You're asking yourself questions like, okay, what tool am I going to use? How am I going to do this? How perfect am I going to make it? I know it's going to be good, but how perfect, like how happy is the customer going to be when I fix their brand new Mercedes Fender, all that stuff. Right. And then mid, and then, so your brain is answering those questions. It's giving you ideas for tools. It's giving you like, Oh shit, I never thought about using this tool in this way. Right. And then you get, you hit, you hit an obstacle. Right. And all of a sudden it'll change. And then you're like, yeah. Oh shit. How am I going to explain to the customer that I can't fix their debt? How am I going to, your brain is just answering questions for you. So if you're asking your brain, if you're, your mind is asking your brain, how am I, how am I going to tell the customer I can't fix this? Uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do about this. What, what do I need to do? Like, and then you're getting all frustrated. Like your, your brain's going to give you those answers and they're not good yeah. answers because they're not good questions. Yeah. Your brain doesn't give a fuck whether or not it's a positive or a negative thing. No. It's the data. No. And you, you learn too. I mean, there's a perfect instance. I'm going to give a quick instance. We got some time. I mean, it's whatever. I got time. So but over here. I had, I had a Honda Accord customer. She hit three other competitors before she came to me. We're all priced the same time. I had better reviews, so she came with me. I, Honda Civic, sink, simple dent in the door, and I put the wedge in, and I'm working, and I pull the wedge out. It was a new Honda Civic, and there's a little tear on the belt molding. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, the customer's like, "How are you sure it's going to look perfect? Are you are you sure you're still not? You know, one of those really edgy ish iffy customers." And I look at Shane, and I was like, "Do you remember seeing this?" And he's like, "Ah." I, I don't remember. You know, mentally, you don't pay attention. You're just jamming the wedge in there, and you're just working away. Yeah. So I'm like, God damn. You know, I I don't know how I'm going to handle this. Am I going to tell her I damage your belt molding, which means I'm going to have to buy belt molding, and I fix it then for free. You know, what what's my steps here? First thing I did was call the dealer because there's a dealer right up the street. Do you have a belt molding? Yeah, we got one in stock. Okay, go get it. I replaced the belt molding, never even told her that I damaged it, which was the right thing to do. That's- but – it's yeah. that point of when you're in business, that first step of handling the situation before it's the situation. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. that same I thing with, you can use that in, in all different type of, of situations. You know, your, your first step of problem solving before it's a problem. Yes. Gray Duck Dent Repair of Minnesota. What's up, that's, dude? That's a dent. That's a dent reaper. That's a dent reaper. You will find what you're searching for. Yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent of the time. Yeah, um, I mean, in business, in life, in a dent repair, in a relationship with your wife or your kids, whatever. Um, you know, the the reason I'm going to get back to the main reason why I brought that up was yeah. the reason I did that was because Shane was with me. He's a new tech, and after we got the car going, he goes, "Man, that was such a great idea. I would have never thought of it." I said, "Now you're going to think about it." Now you think about it. Yeah. You've got a company credit card. It doesn't matter. Just fix it. Just at the end of the day, it's like James Lee's business motto. Yeah, absolutely. Even if you take a light and you throw it off the bridge, yeah, 
you know what he's going to do? He's going to give you a new light because it's not worth it. Yeah. And that's half the reason I use the limited lights because I love the idea of that. I don't even think I've, I think I got a replacement switch one time. I've had my light for probably four, I think I'm gen one or two, like four or five years now. And I replaced one thing on it, but I use the light because I love using a limited stuff because I think what James Lee's doing is fantastic. Yes. I support that. Um, Maybe it's the best light. Maybe it's not the best light. I don't know. I don't have seven different lights to be honest with you. Um, but I, I use limited. I buy limited because of that reason right there. And that customer is going to come back to you because of that reason too. And you know what the first thing she did was touch the belt molding. Really? She's like, oh, she yeah. rubbed her hand right on the belt molding. Oh yeah. Nailed it. You're like, damn, that looks almost brand new. Almost <laughs> she got her dent fixed and her belt molding fixed. That guy is the best. So, you know, no guys, I'm not the, the belt molding repair, so I don't, I don't do that, but <laughs> oh, look, man, that are watching? yeah, yeah. He uh, never, that's the only time he ever damaged a belt molding. It, stuff happens, man. You know, as long as it's fixed, I, I don't see any, any issue with it. So, I mean, dude, we, we're, we're, um, we are, what is it? We're, we're doing after the aftermarket repairs. I mean, it's, it's going to happen. You know, I'm a problem solver. That's all. Q, 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 you know, um, the, I'm glad you came on. I'm, I'm glad you, you know, brought your, your knowledge and, and try to get some guys over to your podcast. And I really appreciate your positive vibes. And like I said, I've been watching for some time, so I wish you all the luck with the podcast and, and, uh, you know, everything you got going on with the coaching. I appreciate it, man. I really hope that um, I can continue to help a lot of people in this industry. I do believe that as an industry, as a whole, we are really just starting. I think I know a lot of guys have been doing this for 20 years, but I think this is the beginning of a 10 year run. That's going to be really, really fantastic. There's a lot of, there's so many guys in this industry that are just getting into this industry and we have so much more room to go. I think my podcast episode number two, I released it so early because I think the biggest problem in our industry is that people don't even know we exist. I mean, it's crazy. There's so much more growth in, in this world of of people just shifting from taking their car to a body shop, to a dent guy. Just that alone is all the techs that we have currently in this business cannot handle that. There is no, no, I think we're in just the beginning of a state of the stages of growth in this industry. And I think guys like you, PDR tool time, all the guys that are making it, you know, putting value into the world, trying to help other people are, are what's going to help us grow, but help us grow in a way that, that we want to see, right. A way that we, the pricing that we want to see, the professionalism that we want to see in the hail side and in the, in the retail side. And I talked to somebody this morning too, who's going to be on a podcast. And like, there's just so many guys in this business that are doing such cool things that, that is just going to, it's going to be big in the next 10 years. I, I, I believe it is I hope I can. innovation too. I mean, the tool manufacturers, uh, some of the technology coming out. I mean, there's a bunch of them in here right now and, and it's just crazy, bro. It's, it's all my mind. Cause my, my, I don't think like that, like that, that stuff is so impressive to me. Like the engineering, that stuff that's going into that. But I think it's so cool. Like, I bro, it took me a year to come out with a hook tool. <laughs> it's crazy. Like I've, I know Dan express, uh, Eric, one of my buddies, Eric, um, he said he's known me for a long time. It gives him help. But like, I was walking through the steps of him when he was creating the tool that he created. And just cause I know him personally and mm-hmm. it's, it's a long road, dude. It's a long road and it's, it's, 
I, I thank you to all the tool manufacturers. I don't even. Know I mean, Ray Sapnew's in here. He makes the precision uh, mini lifter, the lift right. Yeah, the lift right. Yeah, fantastic. you know. So you know, they're they're we're very lucky. I mean, I, I used to, I used to make tools in my with my dad in the garage. If you weren't on in the beginning, that's how I started back in the day. Like every tool I had was homemade, dude. It was yeah. Honestly, though, I still use some of them. To be honest, I just can't get rid of them. Um, they just work for that, that right situation, but it's so cool now that we can just go online and buy it. And this is just, but that's so new. Like that's, this industry has been around for 30 plus years for sure. Yeah. Um, I know my dad was a one of the originals in, in 1990, 1991. There was probably a few guys doing it before that, but just like we've had what tool manufacturers like solidly promoting online at MTE and everything for oh, yeah. five, seven years now. Maybe. Now it's even better because you have techs that are creating tools. You know, James is a, a dent guy. You yeah. know, the Dent Reaper, Ray Sapnew, they're yeah, dent guys. That drive around to all the hail sites and deliver yeah. to you. Like, come on, dude. How cool is that? Amazing. Well, idea. look, man, I, I really appreciate it. It was a really good one. There was a lot of people in here, and it seemed like a lot of people got some value. So, you know, I, I'm glad I could get you on and, and really. Thanks for reaching out, man. appreciate it. Bring you on. Um Guys, remember to wash your damn hands. Be safe. Um, I got some stuff coming and some video stuff that I think you guys are really going to enjoy. So I'll let you know when it releases. Um, but remember, guys, keep it real. I'll see you on the next one. Thanks for watching us. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the PDR Coach Podcast. If you got any value from this podcast and want to do something for me, the best way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast and give me a rating and review. If you want to know more about me, you can find me on Instagram at DentProSack or on my website at CoachCoreyK.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week.